What happens when you combine a lover of folklore, a devotee of science, and a veteran in business? You get me. My name is Susan Hart. I have worked in the accounting industry for over 30 years. I've performed in countless musicals. I play the guitar. I lather myself in essential oils. I write poetry and song lyrics. I light candles, incense sticks and sage. My love of hormones and women's wealth and health are at the top of my agenda. I love all things astronomy. I dabble in astrology and on a clear, still night, I lift my head and acknowledge the moon. All topics are welcome and open for discussion. Welcome to the Moon and You. Capricorn energy is like the lyrics to a good song. You might have a fantastic drum beat, cool guitar riff and a violin section, but without the lyrics, you are left to your own imagination. Lyrics tell a story. They create a world that you enter and bring you out of. Lyrics can have a profound impact on your soul and just like the Capricorn energy, you are forever changed. I have as my guest, as always, the delightful Kerry Hurrigan here in the studio to chat to us about this amazing energy. Hello, Kerry. Hi, Sue. How are you going? Well, <clears throat> I'm a little bit overwhelmed because we just had the most amazing <laughs> laughing fit just before we came on. We so <clears throat> my throat is very sore. <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was wonderful. Oh. Kerry, we're going to just dive straight in. Can you just take it away with educating us on the Capricorn energy? Okay. Thanks, Sue. Well, we yes, we are having a full moon in Capricorn at 3 degrees and 27 minutes. That's happening on the 25th of June here in Australia, so just make sure you check your location. Um, we are still feeling the effects of the eclipses, as I mentioned in our last podcast. I think we'll start off with the moon because that's the best place to start. And the moon is about our inner world of emotions, feelings and self-image. It's it's our ego. It's the clearest guide to our emotional character. It is the, the filter or lens to which we view our experiences based on our past. So it is how we see ourselves inwardly, not how others see us. As an example, if the filter is based on a prior trauma, our inner security is threatened, producing feelings of I'm not safe, and this results in irrational responses, acute sensitivity and moodiness. So in other words, you are viewing another from that original trauma and projecting onto the other, reliving that trauma. So I thought I would put that in as an example. Um, This is where we can self-nurture and call on our internal mother's counselling. So if you think of what would your mother do or what would your ideal mother do Um, or that nurturing mother do, she would ask you, what's the matter? She'd listen to you, she'd rub your back, she'd cuddle you and help you understand yourself. That's what we have to do to ourselves probably on a constant basis, really. So the moon rules the fourth house. So looking at your birth chart, see what sign is on your fourth house to see your ability to adapt to change. And this year, last year, incredible changes that we've had to adapt to. And with the eclipses, we were talking about all kinds of things that we had to be flexible to 
uh, adapt to that change. So if you have a cardinal sign on your fourth house, being Aries, Cancer, Libra or Capricorn, you will initiate change. For fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio or Aquarius, and I checked yours, Sue, and you have Taurus on your fourth house. So that is a fixed sign. Change can be a challenge to you. So if you have a mutable sign, which is Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius or Pisces, you will easily adapt to change. Mm. So I myself have a cardinal sign. I've got Capricorn on the fourth house, so I can't wait to change. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So knowing our moon sign gives us insights into our vulnerabilities, our neediness, how we find support within ourselves and how we manage our emotions. It represents our inner child that is always learning, developing, needing protection and guidance, even as adults. In our relationships, knowing another's moon sign is the path to a better and harmonious relationship with our interactions. In essence, Knowing your own natal moon leads to inner security, which I always stress on. I cannot stress on it enough that that is only where security resides is in ourself. So the full moon phase, the full moon illuminates the area of your chart for you to uh, explore, to engage in and reflect on. So the full moon phase is referred to as a time of completion, fruition and releasing of our original intention. To find our original intention, we look at our chart and we see where the placement of the sun is in its opposition to the full moon. So the full moon phase is when the sun and moon are opposing each other, where we can bring something to a completion, closure or to release and find meaning. So you can see how it needs to be reflected on. In this phase, we share and relate our intention to others. And this aspect can be a huge turning point and can act as a blockage in some instances as we can compare ourselves to others, creating tension and a feeling of separation. When I wrote this, I thought, well, that would make a great deal of sense because we're in our own little world now where going out into the world. We're in the world of relating to others. So that can create some, even anxiety, I would say at times. This is important as we now find the balance and become more aware of our subjective social identity in learning to listen to feedback from others. We can then take this information. We find equilibrium to stabilise our emotions. As this can be a phase of extremes, we need to be aware of the other to find that balance point. So with the sign of Capricorn, as you said, Capricorn is a cardinal earth sign ruled by Saturn. Its ruling house is the 10th house and it is the gateway to the fourth quarter. Here we move to the collective, the impersonal, transcending to a higher meaning with community and adaptability. On a collective scale, this is where we align the ego with our moral values and reliable codes to live by as a collective. And that's from a, an amazing astrologer called Maurice Fernandez uh, from his book, Astrology and the Evolution of Consciousness. He's just an absolute genius, uh, much like myself, really. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> well, you know, anyway, it's a matter of opinion, I think. But medically, it's associated with the bones, the skin, skeletal structure, knees, joints, pituitary gland, and our general health. The truth, and this is what we spoke of a lot in the last 
podcast with Sagittarius and Capricorn follows Sagittarius. So the truth, the meaning of our life and search for our higher potential that is realized in Sagittarius, which is our perceived truth, is applied through Capricorn for our evolutionary purpose. Here we see the value of boundaries, responsibility, discipline and conducting ourselves with maturity. Emotional maturation needs time for reflection, for taking responsibility for one's actions, relates to karma, or if you don't like that word, cause and effect. And we're always doing that, always. This requires conscious awareness of our behavior. Every human being is responsible for the energy we put into the collective. So be very aware of what you are engaging in and how you are reacting. You cannot talk about Capricorn without talking about its polar opposite, Cancer. Because Capricorn can be somewhat cold by getting down to business and doing the work, Cancer is the point of balance where we keep emotionally connected and sensitive to our needs. Cancer reminds us of our humanness and that things don't operate in a cold, rigid way of applying rules and regulations. We see this in the behaviour of governments and corporations. It would be interesting, I think, to see how many politicians and what Capricorn energy they have in their charts because they can seem at times heartless in decisions they make. Capricorn is our outer security, Cancer is our inner security, which is, of course, ruled by the moon. This is why Capricorn is the worker, always seeking security, but sometimes they believe they must keep working to acquire that security. To have the correct balance between the two makes our work much easier with self-support and forgiveness. So the full moon in Capricorn is where you can start by looking at what you have accomplished so far and where you have made progress. With Capricorn being an earth sign, this will ground the emotions to create feelings of security to either continue, complete or release your original intention. What are the things you need to take care of and looking at what lies ahead to keep a reliable structure in place to keep on track? This is about what works best. If you are needing to change, how are you going to move ahead? Remember, one way is not the only way. So you may find an alternative avenue that will work better for you. The full moon in Capricorn can trigger our feelings of outer security. As Capricorn is associated with rules and boundaries, this is a time to change your rules and boundaries to initiate your direction in a more practical way. Capricorn gives us the ability to manage our energy well and will reveal where your strength is improving. Capricorn will provide the discipline needed to call on our inner father or our inner authority to keep us on track towards our goal. Because this full moon may bring things into your awareness that require your attention, see where this full moon is transiting now in your chart and it's possibly something that you've put off or you're ready to address it again. When the moon is in Capricorn, it's in its detriment, meaning struggle and tension. The moon is not comfortable here. The polarity of Capricorn is Cancer, where the moon is the astrological ruler and is in its dignity, meaning the energy is expressed easily and naturally through the personality. There can be great challenges to people with their natal lunar placement in Capricorn. They can experience serious challenges in their emotional life as well as their personal and professional relationships. 
While many of us experience a natural growth in our emotional life, Capricorn natives can face obstacles and can struggle greatly in expressing their feelings honestly. To set a more positive tone to the Capricorn natal lunar placement, the individual can overcome these challenges by firstly being aware, encompassing more humility, sensitivity to others, letting go of control and bringing more emotional light. This will take discipline and intention moving forward for the Capricorn lunar native, and this results in feeling more emotionally fulfilled and dignified. The ruler of Capricorn is Saturn, and this is at 12 degrees 42 minutes in Aquarius retrograde, meaning time to slow down, review what is needed to make the necessary adjustments, and Aquarius is about your future. Saturn is squaring Uranus in Taurus, and this is very important for 2021. This moon and sun are triggering the energy of Jupiter in Pisces in a harmonious aspect. The Jupiter in Pisces energy is a lovely energy connecting us all in truth, love and compassion, engaging our imagination for our highest good, tapping into the highest potential, both on a collective and individual stage. The major theme for 2021 is Saturn squaring Uranus. Saturn on one hand is about rules, boundaries and structure. Uranus is the planet of freedom, rebellion and liberation. Governments suppressing the good and the people, bringing in more authority, more restrictions, creating more pressure and tension. Uranus is in Taurus. Uranus relates to sudden shocks, traumatic events, awakenings and freedom while being futuristic and liberating. Taurus rules the land, is associated with money, stock market, property and banking. The coming together of these two giants will impact society as a whole and us as individuals. This cycle takes around 45 years, commenced in 1988 and will end in 2032. This cycle commenced in February 1988 the, the Saturn and Uranus was in a conjunction, meaning they were together at 29 degrees Sagittarius. And this is also known, Sue, as the galactic center. Here we had the new world order and the beginning of globalism. We go, then went to 2000-2001. There was the threat to computers. Remember, the planes were going to fall out of the <laughs> yes. sky and computers were going to crash, the dot-com bubble, the 9-11 World Trade Center attacks and the war on terrorism. In 2008 to 2009, property prices were high, the banks were too big to fail, that concept was out, the GFC, the Federal Reserve quantitative easing where that is printing money out of thin air and the Fed have said they will just keep printing, deflating currencies, the RBA here in Australia, they also started doing this in 2020. Um, so we need to monitor the months ahead. Saturn and Uranus will be exact, well, was exact on February 17th. June 14th was, uh, what was that, a couple of weeks ago, mm. right? And December 24th of 2021. And we'll be in a close square in October 2022. Tension continuously is building due to the restrictions and more authoritative measures from governments. Property is at ridiculous prices, mm. and this is in many countries, not just here in Australia. The government intervention in the property market, Bitcoin went over $50,000, stock markets hitting record levels, the derivative market is now in the quadrillions. Can you believe that? Mm. It seems nothing has changed since the GFC. In fact, 
it has just continued and the bubble just keeps getting bigger. Mm. There's also a tremendous, a huge, huge debt bubble. So we need to monitor the months ahead. So Pluto is in Capricorn till 2024 and the breaking down and crumbling of the old ways that don't work anymore will continue and in the events that keep moving us forward. More disclosure, uh, will there'll be more disclosure showing the cracks and weaknesses to continual weakening. Uh, Mercury has gone direct. We'll all be happy about that. I still can't find my reading glasses. I don't know where they are. <laughs> and we'll have June solstice happening on the 20, here in Australia, it's on the 22nd. And the solstice is a very powerful time as it happens in the cardinal signs of initiating, as does the equinox. The word solstice means the sun stands still before he commences his return journey to the equinox. These times remind us of our connection to the earth, what she provides for us as the change in season occurs. It is the seasonal shift we all see where the days will get a little longer in the southern hemisphere and shorter in the northern hemisphere. So the sun will change signs also on the June the 22nd uh, from Gemini to Cancer and it's also known as another powerful gate. The solstice celebrates the balance of the feminine and masculine principles in the act of creation. Here down under, we see the future of what bounty awaits us in the seasons of spring and summer. So keep an eye on Jupiter and Neptune as they come together uh, in April 2022, and there'll be more on that in the coming months. It's, it's really time to connect with your soul. And the soul is always kind to us. It reveals our highest potential and we access our soul through meditation. And meditation with others is also powerful as the world is going through very stressful times on so many levels. We can aim high, set our intentions collectively for a kind world of equality, love, understanding, a healthy planet for the animals and the human family. So just keep dropping into your heart, explore and find your own truth. Let go of what doesn't work for you anymore. Be in nature, be more creative and most importantly, show yourself love, kindness and no change is always there to support our evolution. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Kerry. That's very lovely. Thank you. So, Kerry, I would like to talk to you about periods now. Excellent. I know it's a completely different topic, <laughs> but somehow we merge them together, which I love. We do, yeah. So no doubt about it, Capricorn energy, and Kerry, please correct me if I'm wrong, the Capricorn energy will push you to do more during your Menzies week. If you have your periods during the full moon, allow yourself to feel the pull of the Capricorn energy, but focus it more on activities that don't require physical exertion. Hmm. So remember, your body is in repair mode and having to deal with the symptoms of having a period and pushing yourself physically will not serve you this week. So I haven't spoken about this in a while, but I just wanted to remind you of some of the, or in remind Kerry and myself, because we can't remember, <laughs> of some of the symptoms <laughs> that a period brings with it. So we get tender breasts, we get bloating, we have fluid retention, we have muscle aches, joint pain, headaches, acne, abdominal cramps, diarrhea or constipation. I mean, seriously. Yes, I, I mean, know. It's a I, remember, I think I had every single one. Oh my God. Lower back pain, upper back pain, 
trouble sleeping, insomnia, low energy levels, fatigue, and emotional upset. I mean, I know that that's also menopause and about another 20 symptoms as well, (laughs) especially for women who are not on the pill and who go through life um, raw, which I like to call it. Mm. So also considering Kerry, Capricorn is a medical ruler of the joints. Am I correct? Correct. (sighs) Gold star. (laughs) You might like to look at this area of your body while you're in a more passive week of activity. So as you age, my dear listener, you will soon realize that your joints need to be moved frequently. Finger joints, elbows, wrists, knees, toe joints. So during this week, why not work with these areas as they are often overlooked? So I found a fantastic article and it's a, uh, an article that will explain to you about your joints, uh, what nutrition you should have, and it will really help you um, mm. during this week. Because you know what, have the week off at home if you can. If you've got holidays planned, this is the perfect time to mm. relax because the Capricorn energy will really push you. Mm. So just, you know, if you've got time that you can spend some time at home, that will be fantastic. It is a challenge when you're working and you're in that week. I remember. Yeah, me too. And you've just got to push on. Yeah, you do. And nobody really understands, especially uh, like 30 years ago, we never talked about that. No. I don't really really know what women do now, whether whether it's still hidden in the workplace or whether there's a lot of um, a little bit more generosity in the workplace. I would love to hear from you guys if you do have... A different view on that, but certainly for me and Kerry, we we didn't have any of those liberties. You never then. spoke about it. It was, it was like a mm. it was a taboo topic. Yeah. Um, would you like me to move on with week two? I think that's be a great idea. Okay. So week two is days eight to fourteen when you ovulate. So much joy, happiness, and estrogen this week. I remember. I know. Week two (laughs) is a perfect combination of the Capricorn ambitious energy Mm. and the powerful feel-good hormone estrogen. So Capricorn energy will give you, and this is all from Kerry. She has taught me over the years about all these different things. So Capricorn energy will give you forward momentum and estrogen will give you a feminine overhaul. So... Listener, this is what happens, and you probably um, may not even be aware of it because some of it is subtle. These changes can be subtle. So you might find you have fuller breasts, shinier hair, glowing skin, sparkling eyes, quicker brain activity. I love that one. Oh, I remember. Yeah, feelings of arousal, whether you are in a relationship or not. Happier moods, you're more outspoken, you are physically stronger. There's an endless supply of endorphins. Now, let me just say that again. So there is an endless supply of endorphins. They are the natural painkiller that the body produces when high amounts of estrogen or natural estrogen is available. And this will help you hit any ball out of the park. Mm -hmm. And it's really good for sex as well because... And it's not a coincidence that high estrogen levels activate high endorphins level because around day 14, you ovulate and so that's your most fertile. And so, of course, your body, your biological body is wanting to seek sperm and so therefore it's wanting to mate and so it creates all these opportunities for you um, as, a, as a female sex. I'm not talking about gender, I'm talking about the female sex. You are 
getting ready to receive the male sperm biologically. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, but the Capricorn it. energy is an, a yin energy where the energy comes back to the centre. So there's a lot of things Ooh. going on internally That's lovely. for someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think even masturbation would be fantastic during this time as well. Natural. And safer. It's, <laughs> it's natural. It's natural. So this is the best week to charge ahead with all your tasks with your list in hand. This is a really good task-orientated week. You are just full of everything. So let's mm. just go for it. So you have the power this week. You are stronger, smarter, and fearless. So I say go for it. Yes, go. Don't let anything stop you. Climb the mountain like the mountain goat. Yes. Capricorn is the goat. Yes. The, oh, yes. of course, the mountain, climbing the mountain. Mm. Some of those images that you see, these goats, it's like, how did they get there? The goat originally, its symbol, it, it was half in the water, Cancer, the polarity, and half on the land. Right. So this coldness that Capricorn can have, it's all happening internally because of this, you know, they don't let it out too much. So if you are a Capricorn moon or you live with a Capricorn moon or you somebody has Capricorn energy, you know, you think, God, they're a heartless so-and-so, you know. <gasps> right. But it's, it's I, I was told once it was a fear of letting people see that or it just could be difficulty to express themselves Hmm, that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense in my blog i've actually looked at the word structure Mm -hmm. and being in business myself and you being in business i was really interested to find out the and understanding the idea of structure can i just take a moment oh i think that would be wonderful let's just focus just from it before i go into week three on the capricorn trait of structure Structure in the business world is a system that outlines how certain activities are directed to achieve the goals of the organisation. These activities can include the rules, roles and responsibilities. Hmm. The organisational structure is often referred to as a hierarchy and allows for the ease of information flow. So structure is easily created during this full moon in Capricorn, would you agree? Yes, it would certainly make you aware of it. Absolutely, it would. Yes. So my questions and my questions to you, Kerry, and to Mm. our listeners, where in your life do you need to build structures? (laughs) What is your personal hierarchy? What is the most important thing for you in your personal life? Is it grooming? You know, is it listening to music? Is it yoga? So, so what is the hierarchy? And I would write it down. I would actually draw your own mm. CEO, you know, hierarchy of yourself. How do you organize your day? And how can you create your own personal structure and offer grace to everyone doing it? One of the big words I have for this coming for me is grace because I believe I tend to be a bit bossy around certain things and I think Capricorns also can come mm-hmm. across as a bit cold and, and bossy it's because I'm not a Capricorn but I, I feel that I have that in me sometimes that we boss people around because we want to get things done mm. just want to get it done as efficiently as we possibly can and one of the big things is about getting your day sorted and a calendar like my husband he doesn't have that. I'm so whispering this because he's just upstairs he has no structure he just goes, what are we doing today? I go, what are we doing today? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, my diary is completely structured and I know exactly what I'm, I'm going to be doing, doing things. Mm. He just, you know, he's such a Virgo. Well, you have to. 
You have to have structure. And Virgo, what Virgo does, because it's an earth sign too, it's a mutable sign. Mm. And Taurus is also an earth sign. It's Mm. a fixed sign. Mm. Taurus builds a foundation and uh, Virgo says, uh, or it says to Virgo, well, how are we going to do this? So Virgo brings in the processes step by step because that's where, where we need to know how to do something. And then Capricorn says, okay, now we do the work. We keep doing the task. And now we've got a structure and I want a structure in place so I can follow what I have to do. Yes. And your, it rules your skeletal structure and our skin, oh. boundaries, limits, the structure. If we didn't have a skeleton, we'd, well, we wouldn't exist. I love that. Okay, so week three. Speaking of the skeleton system, Kerry, mm. so yes, so it is medically ruled by Capricorn. I love that. So let's explore this a little further and see how this vital system is affected during your menstrual cycle. So I have been scouring the NCBI website, which is a, a science-based um, uh, website. The menstrual cycle is a complex process involving the interaction of the hypothalamus, the anterior pituitary, and the ovaries and the uterus. The hormonal changes occurring during the cyclical process not only affect now I'm going to spell it for you as well. Uh, I think it's called Ustai maturation, which is double O C Y T E, and the endometrial and vaginal environments, but can also influence several other physiological and biochemical phenomena. They investigated the changes in serum calcium, magnesium, and inorganic phosphorus levels during different phases of the menstrual cycle in 50 healthy young women. We found subtle but significant variations in these levels in the menstrual, follicular and luteal phases. The results showed that serum calcium levels was highest in the follicular phase, whereas the serum magnesium level was the lowest in the follicular phase. The serum inorganic phosphorus levels was highest in the menstrual phase. You may have to go back and re-listen to to it or go and read the blog because it's all written there as well. These variations could be due to the impact of the changing estrogen and progesterone secretion on the parathyroid glands. Here's the uptake. Your body cannot make calcium. Right. You know, like how we talk about, oh, your body creates all these things. Well, it cannot Mm. make calcium. Mm. The body only gets calcium it needs through the food you eat or from supplements. If you do not eat enough calcium in your diet or if your body does not absorb enough calcium, your bones can get weak or will not grow properly. Now on this podcast or on this particular episode, I never talk about my preferred food options. But I will say one thing. Calcium from milk and dairy is not the optimal way of getting calcium. And that's all I'm going to say. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I want you to go and investigate where is the best source of calcium for your body. Also take into consideration other things you're eating. Like if you drink lots of caffeine, Mm. lots of alcohol, then calcium may not be able to be absorbed if you don't have enough vitamin D, the sunlight. Exercise is another Exercise. So anyway, I'm just going to let that linger, my friends. Because we're talking about the skeleton. Mm. And because you and I are also in our menopause state, the bone structure is so important. Osteoporosis is, you know, and having a fall and breaking your leg at the age of 55 or 60. Mm. I mean, who wants that? Not mm. me. 
Okay, so now when looking at this type of research, you need to ask yourself a quick few questions. If calcium levels was highest during follicular phase, and that is week one during your menses and week two, which we just spoke about, what impact does low calcium have during the last two weeks of my cycle? So considering calcium is so important for a healthy skeleton, it's worth investigating if your body is getting enough of it. That's a great um, That's piece of, bit of information. This. I know. So that comes from, there is a link in the blog for you, NCBI. It's the website. And, and I didn't actually write down what does NCBI actually stand for, but... <laughs> Click on the link it's, and you'll Well, be a link's there. That's, that's yeah. the important thing. Do you want to add and anything to that? I can't think of a thing. I'm impressed again <laughs> by you. Thank you, you the darling. The amount of work you put into your notes and things it's, it's is really, remarkable. I love it. It's really important. Mm. I think it's really important that women really take ownership of their own health and stop handing it over to, you know, mm. other people. Well, this is uh, excellent uh point to make in when we're talking about Capricorn because it is about taking responsibility mm. and you're responsible for Ooh, your health. That's wonderful. Oh, Kerry, that is Isn't that incredible? is pristine. I love that. <laughs> that's that is the thing. Take responsibility for Be yourself. This, yes. Just don't go on the pill because someone says I'll go on the pill that'll help you with this. That doesn't help anything. Just don't just don't do things without you fully investigating mm. it. Understanding well what actually is in this particular product and what what am I putting into my body anyway let's get on to week four week four really shouldn't exist there should be only three phases in in the whole month but we add week four because a lot of women don't truly understand about PMS and why that there is a week of hell the end of the month just before they get their period realistically you really should just have like maybe one day and then you get your period the next day. This one week of having PMS, that really is archaic. If you do have it, you need to ask yourself why. This is taken from a blog that I did last year, and it's really important for me to, again, read it to you. Okay, If you maintain optimal levels of progesterone after you ovulate around day 14, then PMS may not occur. So further, are you aware that if you did not ovulate at day 14, you may not have any progesterone at all? And in that case, PMS and her sister, PMDD, could be quite acute. So all that is, premenstrual tension, it's symptoms of hormonal imbalance. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. It's got really nothing to do with getting your period. It's hormonal imbalance. And that last day of the month, like day 28, that's when everything drops and therefore you will have your period will come Mm. then i reference dr libby weaver when she writes it is crucial for you to know and often the assistance of a health professional is required why you are not ovulating rather than just treating for low progesterone simply treating low progesterone in this case won't resolve what is really going on it is called anovulatory cycles So an ovulation or an ovulatory cycle is a menstrual cycle with no ovulation. This means an egg cell isn't released by the ovaries, which normally happens at the end of the first stage or week two in the menstrual cycle known as a follicular phase. Helping the body to reestablish an ovulation pattern will, amongst other benefits, generate a healthier progesterone level. 
So Dr. Weaver further points out that ovulation may not occur when there is a consistent, relentless output of stress hormones. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is present or there is a poor thyroid function. This is not necessarily a thyroid disease. The thyroid gland is not working properly. That's all that it means. So balance. We need to get you balanced. If you are suffering PMS, you have a hormonal imbalance. So you now, this is what I love, use the forward momentum of the Capricorn energy to get this sorted this week. If you are a sufferer during this week in the full moon of Capricorn, seek out professional health. Now, if that professional person says to you, oh, look, just stay on the pill or go on the pill, I would suggest you go and ask somebody else and just ask them what are the other alternatives other than going on the pill? What other alternatives are there? And let's see where you go from there. Mm. That's wonderful, Sue. No, we didn't, I didn't mention Byron Katie this time. Mm. But she's always good if you have stressful thinking and you don't know how to deal with that uh, because intellectually you, it doesn't work. You have to engage the physical body because we feel our emotions mm. and mm. when you feel that emotional shift, that's when you know mm. that these stressful thoughts don't have an impact on you. And it is a practice. It's a daily practice. Mm. It is. It really is true. Meditation does help. Mm. I think I mentioned to you before, and this is the last thing I'll say, listener, before I let you go. I had an MRI yesterday and my it was for my neck. I had a car accident when I was very young and they believe I have whiplash, you know, 35 years later, so mm. which is weird. But when I was laid in the machine, they had this cage over my head and as I was going in the machine, I had this overwhelming panic attack. I started to cry and almost going, come out, come out, you know, it was just, I was... Claustrophobic? I, yeah, it caught me by surprise mm. because I thought that was okay. So I came back out and I was crying and I said, oh, just give me a moment. Now that I'm aware of what it's going to be like, I just need a moment just to calm my breath and um, and just talk to myself for a moment. So I kind of like calmed myself with my own words saying it's going to be okay you're going to get um, the benefits of this because you'll know for sure why the migraines are, are mm. coming. Um, so just just be quiet. It's 15 minutes and just breathe and close your eyes. Everything's going to be okay. But that has taken a couple of years of meditation and yoga and and calming myself down or, be, or parenting myself to get me to that state. The and inner parent. The inner parent. The inner mother, the yeah. inner father. Yeah. Yes, and yes. I held my hand. I actually held yes. my hand. I said, I'm with you. I'm here. Mm. It's going to be okay. We're going to get to the bottom of this and, and it's, not going to, it's not going to hurt. It's just going to be a bit loud. So, yeah, and, and I was, it was good, you know. Yes. And that's because I, I allowed the stress to come up. I felt it. Yes. And then I, I addressed it mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. And that's what I mean by chronic stress. If you don't address your stress immediately it's not that you don't have stress we all have stress but you need to address it and parent it and calm yourself down so that you can respond and not react and you can and and your sex hormones can flourish because stress hormones will always outweigh um uh, any sex hormones because our biology says if you are in a stressful situation and you're thinking and your heart's racing and adrenaline is coursing through your veins 
the body believes it's being chased by a tiger. So it will stop and crush any thought of having a baby or sex hormones Mm. in its track and allow you to continue to run at a pace to be safe and for survival. And that's what they talk about with stress and sex hormones. If you're looking to get pregnant and you can't, how stressful are you? Anyway, that's just my layman's example. Well, that's just one thing. When you were uh, having your scan, did you feel after you had counselled yourself you had developed a level of emotional maturity? Yes. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I could really, I I just relaxed my whole body and I went, yep. But but you do have to do that physical holding hand and mental holding hand and mm. talk to yourself. Yes. Just as you talk yourself into being frightened, like I thought, oh, my God, what, what if I, this is my thoughts, what if I, what if I start yelling and screaming and I'm in the middle of this thing, what is it going to do? Will it split me in half? Will it do this? I'm thinking, what are the thoughts? Oh. Where did this thought come from? <laughs> this is, what if I have, what if my tattoo or my medals come out of my mouth? And I go, well, I think, oh, my God. I had like a thousand, a thousand thoughts going through my head and I just had to go stop. Anyway, it's crazy. There you go. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you, Sue. I- Hats off to you. I'm impressed. I really am. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm glad you learned something. I'm blown away by that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my dear listener, thank you so much for joining us today. We love you and we will see you next time. Next time. Next time.